Welcome to the Podcasting for Business show. I'm your host, Lindsay Gould, the founder of The Podcast Boutique, the next level podcast production company for entrepreneurs and business owners who want to get known and turn their listeners into paying clients. In this podcast, you'll learn the strategies to launch, grow and monetize your podcast, all while saving time in your business and having some fun doing it. Welcome to a new episode of the Podcasting for Business show. Today, we're discussing the power of talking. I'm going to be bringing you some hints and tips on how we as podcasters can really leverage the power of talking to have even more engaging episodes. We've also got some guests coming up later on in the show. This week, we've been out and about again, and my editor Petra went to meet a therapist to find out more about the benefits of talking about our emotions and how doing so can be beneficial for you, not only as someone in business with a really busy life, but how you can use your podcast as a platform to talk about your feelings, emotions and experiences. So Petra met with ecotherapist Estelle, who has some brilliant advice for you on that. Also, this week's sound celebration is the fabulous Amy Wilkinson. So why are we discussing this today? Well, talking about our emotions is hugely beneficial for our mental health, but I also know how busy you are. People in business with really busy lives just don't have the time to stop and think about their emotions, let alone talk about them. So I've been thinking, how can we use our podcast as an opportunity to stop for a moment, take a breath and talk about our emotions? And that got me thinking more. Not only can using our podcast in this way be helpful for ourselves, but it's also helpful for our listeners, right? And I thought of two reasons why. One, by listening to others express their emotions, they then feel empowered to do the same. And number two, when people are feeling down about something, they can feel really alone. And often simply hearing somebody else express a worry or an anxiety that's similar to their own can help them feel as though they're not alone. And they're able to relate with someone else, which is also really comforting. So today, I want you to think about the ways that you can use your podcast to take a moment of reflection for yourself, whether that's to talk about your own feelings and experience you've had, or to just get something off your chest. And that could be something really simple, like how you were late for work this morning because every single traffic light turned red on your way to work this morning. But talking about these things can help you and your listeners. So that I'm practicing what I preach, I want to give you an example of something that's happened to me in this last week that might make you realise that you're not alone (laughs) in these feelings and that other people have these feelings too. So last week, I was on a retreat in beautiful Tuscany. It was a business retreat. It was absolutely gorgeous. The weather wasn't amazing, (laughs) there was a bit of rain, but it was beautiful nonetheless. One of the reasons that I went on the business retreat was to get some time out of my day-to-day 
to work on my business. The vast majority of my time right now, because we're a growing agency, is spent in my business and working in the business, working with clients. So it's a real treat to be able to get out and work on it and think about the strategies and plans and the goals that I've got for this next year and beyond. I was really excited. We had a great time. I met some fantastic people there. But one of the things that I felt whilst I was there was really overwhelmed. I felt so overwhelmed by possibility. And I heard this sort of inner voice saying to me, why haven't you done this yet? Why haven't you done that yet? Why is this working that way? Why is that working that way? And I was getting overwhelmed by all the possibilities and the things that I could do in my business. I also started to feel comparison. I was comparing myself to people at the retreat, comparing myself to people who had put more time and effort into their health and their well-being while they're growing their business. And I'm definitely someone at the moment who is seemingly working way too many hours. But that's been my choice. I'll put my hand up and say that. But people who had put more time and effort into their health and well-being, people who had got further ahead on social media, people who were further ahead with their revenue, all of those things. And I caught myself comparing myself. So I wanted to share that with you because I'm pretty confident that the vast majority of you listening to this will resonate with that. You'll resonate with that comparison. You'll resonate with that feeling of being overwhelmed in your business. Now, luckily, I've done a lot of work on myself in the past few years and I caught myself in the moment. I caught myself comparing myself and I was able to deal with it whilst I was there. But I was also very conscious that had I been at home working, getting everything done and being busy in my day to day, I might not have caught that feeling. I might not have caught that inner critical voice and I might have let that continue. So I wanted to share that with you because I'm hoping that that is something that you'll resonate with and something that will make you realise that you're not alone with these feelings and that it's a great way to connect with your audience. It's a great way for you as a podcaster to let your listeners understand more about you and your day-to-day life but also that they can see what they're feeling is exactly the same as you. So I wanted to share three points about the power of talking with your podcast. Number one is the art of conversation. So engaging conversations are the lifeblood of any podcast, even if you have a solo podcast. But as a host, you need to master the art of guiding a conversation to keep your audience intrigued. So here are a few tips. Be genuinely curious and ask open-ended questions. This is going to encourage your guests to share more in-depth insights and experiences. Actively listen and respond to your guests' answers. Don't just read out the question and wait till they finish talking to move on to the next one. There's nothing worse than not picking up a juicy part of an answer that a guest has given you. So if you're actively listening, this is going to create a natural, authentic conversation that your listeners will relate to. So practice these techniques in your everyday conversations so that you can apply them to your podcast interviews as well. And you'll notice a significant improvement in the quality of your discussions and the power of talking. So next, let's talk about storytelling. 
So storytelling through talking. Great storytelling can make your podcast truly memorable. By utilising the power of talking, you can share stories that inspire, educate and entertain your audience. Here's some advice on that for you. So structure your stories with a clear beginning, middle and end. And this provides a really satisfying narrative arc for your listeners to follow. You can then tap into emotions by sharing personal stories and relatable experience that help your audience to connect with you and your stories on a deeper level. Think about some really impactful stories from your own life or some from your guests and experiment with integrating them into your podcast episodes. And then finally, I want to talk about the power of voice. So as podcasters, our voices are our most powerful tools. Some of you might notice this week, my voice is really struggling. I've had a bit of a cough and a cold this week. I'm trying really hard, so hopefully Petra is working some magic on this for me. (laughs) So learning how to use your voice effectively can transform your podcast and captivate your audience. So here's some advice on how to do that. Pay attention to the tone, the pace and the pitch of your voice. Varying these elements is going to add some depth and interest to your podcast and it's going to keep your listeners engaged. Make sure that you emphasise key points and emotions with vocal inflections. And we talked about this on a recent episode, so make sure that you go back and have a listen to that one. We'll make sure that we link up that episode in the show notes. So this helps to convey the importance of the specific ideas that you're sharing and it's going to make your message more memorable. So record yourself speaking and listen back to the recording. That way you can identify areas where you can improve your vocal delivery and practice making some adjustments. So here's a quick summary of those three points. Number one is the art of conversation. Number two, storytelling through talking and number three the power of voice so by applying these tips and actions to your podcast you'll see a noticeable difference in your audience engagement and growth today i have a special guest petra has been out to meet practicing clinical counselor and ecotherapist estelle to discuss why talking about our feelings can be good for our mental health and to find out what she thinks about using our podcast as a platform to do so. What are your thoughts on being able to talk about your feelings? Obviously, you think that this is a really important thing to do, but what are the benefits of doing that? When you talk about your feelings, all of a sudden things begin to normalise, you know, that this isn't just me. You know, it's not me that's the weird one. Other people are struggling with exactly the same as me and listening to how they're dealing with things and putting in coping mechanisms and their own well-being, their own way of dealing with it can help others. For people who are in podcasting and Mm -hmm. who talk about their daily lives, their businesses, those kinds of things, what are your thoughts on using that as an opportunity to be able to just kind of talk about your day, talk about what's been going on, something that's bugging you, your feelings, all of that kind of stuff? Yeah, well, one of the things is the mere fact that you verbalise it. And when you speak things out loud, your ears actually do hear it. And it's not going round and round and round in your head. It's kind of you begin to notice things 
through actually hearing it yourself. And you then can, once you start to bring things from the head, because the brain will always lie to you, but the body won't. The body's telling you something. And once the brain starts to hear it, if you verbally say it, even if it's just to get it off your chest, you know, it's like, right, that's out there now. I can leave that there. And whatever happens to it, that's fine. But I've externalized it. Yeah, I've got it out of my head. And it's now in the ethers, which is better than it going round like that. The hamster wheel and just keeping it inside that stress, work related stress, even if it's a huge rant. You know, when people do hear that again, that helps other people. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to ask you next. You know, it's one thing getting everything off your chest, but for someone creating that podcast, they might think, oh, I don't want to just moan to everybody. You know, I don't want to just come on my podcast. I need to be happy, bubbly, splashing it at work. But as you say, you think that there is this idea that people listening at home, they might actually have a listen and go, oh, I relate to that. Yes, absolutely. But it's the beauty as well is that when you hear it and you hear it from somebody else, you're empathising with that person. You are not judging them in any way. And therefore, that can potentially help you to empathise with yourself and not berate yourself too much as well. And also try and introduce and listen to what coping mechanisms these people have brought in. Yes, I've had you know a really rough day, but I'm now going to go out. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm taking the dog or I'm going to the gym or I'm going to bake a souffle or something like that. Listen to how they get it off the chest and then bring themselves back into the now. That was then. This is now. And this is where I have to ground myself. Can you describe some of the things that could happen to someone if they just never talk about their feelings, never open up. And you know, that is the case for a lot of people then really not comfortable with talking about their feelings. People do just bottle it up for sometimes their whole lives, don't they? What does doing that do to the human body and brain? It will eventually, in most professions, cause what's called burnout. And that's where you really can't function. Uh, that's when you kind of go into a survival mode. You either want to run away from things, reptilian survival mode, run away or hide or fight it. But in a counselling session, when you're talking to somebody, it's that element of trust as well that you need to establish. It's the relationship between the counsellor and the client. And it's that element of gaining that trust to let them see that there's actually a strength in talking. It takes more courage to talk. But burnout is the hardest one. That's hitting rock bottom. And that you talk to a client and you explore, where's this coming from? Are these work-related? Is there other things, which there are, other things that have happened because of that work-related stress that's probably been taken back home and culminated in this huge cacophony of struggles? All that in counselling is brought into awareness through the client speaking and the client hearing it and the counsellor challenging the client and listening. And then once it's in edge of awareness, things could be out of awareness, they come into edge of awareness, then they come into awareness. And when they come into awareness, that's when the exploration comes. That's when the understanding of behaviour and feelings, and that's relational depth. And then it's about the understanding the acceptance of that, that it's happened, it's happened, whether it be working with shame and then to integrate that and to be able to say, you know, well, do you know, 
yeah, I've had to do all that to survive. And all of a sudden, the element of control comes back to you. You re-empower yourself and say, actually, I haven't done a bad job after all. But this particular job is taking too much. Perhaps I need to make a change. Perhaps I need to make a change and grow in a different direction. So for someone who perhaps isn't very used to talking about their feelings, what advice would you give to that person? Are there any other ways to be mindful about your mental health? So I would say talk to yourself, talk into the microphone, talk into the mirror, talk to friends and family and realise that talking is a strength. Talking is a strength and don't deny the feelings that are inside, the butterflies in the stomach, the hunched shoulders, the cramps in the legs. We're not wanting to get out of bed. There's no purpose in life. Just feel that you're existing. Write them down. I think another good opportunity and good advice is to keep a journal because that helps you see. Because we forget what kind of day we had the day before and we go into work and then we forget that that's another day that was horrible and then we go back into work and then we forget so it's a continuous cycle whereas if you start writing them down you can see this is happening all the time why is my behavior like that as well what's going on what's going on in me and you start to ask yourself the correct questions that you need answers to and then that's when you feel that perhaps it's not a bad thing to go and talk to somebody Estelle, as an all-rounder and talking about these things and just being able to talk to somebody or, as you say, to yourself and doing these things, how important do you think doing this is? I think it's a very important move, very important move. There's a huge demand for counselling at the moment, but not everybody can reach it. Not everybody can get there. And I'm not saying, you know, there are waiting lists through the NHS. It's very expensive if you were to go private. But this is out there for others to share and others to learn. And that this unconditional positive regard, which is being non-judgmental, being honest with each other and showing empathy. I can remember when I was in therapy, I didn't really fully understand what these three conditions were. My counsellor was offering me. And when I did, I renamed them to gold, frankincense and myrrh. Because people don't offer that to each other. Through this, I think that can be achieved. That's a really interesting point. You know, you're saying that it's not always accessible to be able to talk to someone, especially privately. And, you know, the way the world is at the moment with the NHS, it's not easy. So Mm. do you think that having things like not just podcasting, but this online world of being able to connect with other people, like social media even, but in the podcasting world, you've got lots of communities of different people talking about similar interests to you or connect with people so easily these days about things you have in common with others. And thinking about podcasting, especially, you know, you can hear someone else talking about something that you're feeling or something else that you're going through You can really easily find people talking about something that is perhaps on your own mind, and that's really accessible. How important do you think it is, the way that the world is going in this direction? What do you think about that? I feel that there's a need. There's a huge need out there. And the more that, as I say, people can 
normalize things and see the reality of life, that this is the way society is going. Do I need to make a change? Am I in the right job? Has my career changed? Maybe I don't like it anymore. And just listening to other people that have challenged themselves to make changes through podcasts, through groups that have had that courage. And once people gain that confidence, then perhaps a little gold nugget suddenly appears and they think, no, I can do this. I can make a change. I can grow. I can grow in the position I am if I get grounding techniques and if I'm open and honest with employers or this, that and the other as to what my needs are. Or I can grow if I change direction and make that change, knowing that this pathway I don't like anymore. It's not what it was. So I think all that would come come to life if that's the right way, it actually comes to life. Like you say, you kind of relate to what people are saying. You, They can give you the strength. It can give other people strength to do that. To not feel alone. Absolutely. It's such an accessible way for people to talk to be heard to connect you're absolutely right so Estelle what would your advice be to people who are in business people who are living very very busy lives and have their podcasts these people who are putting their voices out into the world I would say be gentle with themselves Nobody really gives us, especially in the workplace, nobody really gives a pat on the back anymore. So we need to give ourselves that pat on the back. We need to say, yes, you did a good job. Nobody's noticed it, but I think, and I've worked so hard, and I'm happy with that. And also create clearer boundaries with people. You know, don't forget your needs. Maybe look at your pace look at your routine, look at how much space is in your day for you to say, right, that's it, I've got the kids now and I really want to spend some lovely time with them. Therefore, something has to give. It's trying to get that balance. And we should also look at our expectations and expectations of others. It's just trying to be gentle I know I've gone round in a circle there, but the thing is, is to not berate ourselves as well. Plenty of people do that for us. <laughs> we don't need to do it to ourselves. So it's just be gentle. And not be afraid to talk about it. Thank you so much, Petra and Estelle. Okay, it's time now for a sound celebration. This is the part of the show where I bring you the podcast boutique, Sound Celebrations. 
Each week, we'll meet someone who is doing brilliant things in the world of podcasting. There are so many women in business with voices that need to be celebrated. Sound Celebrations shines a spotlight on people in podcasting with important messages. The Podcast Boutique. Sound Celebrations! Hi, my name's Amy Wilkinson. I am the co-host of the Overfood's Sake podcast. Overfood's Sake is a podcast that is specifically for people working in the food industry. So by the food industry, I mean people that work in food manufacturing, retail, all the people that get products and food onto our plates. And it's a really, really tough industry to work in. So our podcast is all about helping support people in that industry. So helping them to look after their well-being and do all the things they need to do to succeed in their career. I know it's a really niche kind of area for a podcast, but actually that's been part of its success, I think, because it was something that was really, really needed in the industry. So myself and my co-host, Lucy Wager, have been friends for 20 years, worked in the food industry our whole careers, and we had a networking call. It was like mid-lockdown, and we had loads to say to each other. We hadn't caught up for years, and we were like talking about the food industry. I just started a business. She had a consulting business. And that evening, she sent me a WhatsApp that said, we've got so much to say about the food industry, we should start a podcast. And four weeks later, we launched it, and it's been so much more successful than we ever thought it could be. So the thing we really want our listeners to gain from listening is to A, not feel alone. So we get lots of messages saying nobody talks about this stuff. So we talk about how amazing it is to work in the industry, but actually it's really, really tough. So not feeling alone, but also giving them tools and techniques to basically survive the daily struggles of working in the food industry. I think there was a particularly a gap in the market when we launched it. So we launched it in 2021 because obviously we were in lockdown and the food industry didn't stop. A lot of people in other industries were furloughed, that sort of thing, but we had to keep going in the food industry. And I just think there's a lot of big businesses, big corporates, a lot of people that are in employed roles can't say what needs to be said because they're worried about the politics of it all and everything whereas Lucy and I as two independent consultants have been able to speak the truth a little bit more and I think the industry's really needed that and we've had other people that I see as real leaders in the industry calling us industry disruptors and that was just like a massive accolade. It's stuff that's not been talked about before and it's starting conversations so I was on a call with a couple of people yesterday and they said you know everybody's talking about it in the industry everybody's talking about this stuff that's never been talked about before but as well as that what I'm seeing is more and more people are coming to me to help with resilience training for their teams to help them with the skills that they need so it is making a difference because people are identifying oh yeah we could be giving our teams more support and they're actually going and doing it which is just amazing we have got plans afoot of building more of a community doing networking events that sort of thing and that's our real passion is making sure people don't feel alone so creating more community around it 
it's really, really feels like I've kind of found my purpose in terms of talking about all of this stuff. People say that, but I genuinely mean it. It gives me such satisfaction to feel like I'm making a difference. My backstory includes severe burnout 10 years ago, and I don't want anybody else to ever go through that again. And I think talking about this stuff, supporting people in the industry so they don't have to go through what I went to, just feels like a real sense of purpose for me. Thank you so much, Amy, for all that you're doing and for being the Podcast Boutique's sound celebration this week. Now, if you're doing something brilliant in the world of podcasting, then get in touch. We would love to celebrate your voice next. We'll make sure that we share all of the links to Amy's podcast in the show notes. In next week's episode, we're going to be talking about when you don't feel good enough. So the episode is something I'm extremely passionate about. The podcasting industry in general can be a male dominated industry and this can cause such a range of issues. Young girls can feel as if they aren't suited to a job role that is overly male dominated or even consider a career path that feels to them like it's only for men. They can feel really put off by the idea of taking that job role. They might not even consider it as an option for them. Women can be made to feel really uncomfortable in the workplace when the environment surrounding them is hugely male dominated. So they can start to feel like they aren't taken seriously or that their voice isn't heard. So next week, I want to talk about what to do when we as women, and I mean all women, start to lose confidence in putting our voices out there into the world. And to not only inspire you to continue putting your voice out there, but to absolutely shout it from the rooftops. So I really hope you'll join me for that one. I'll be back next week. You have been listening to the Podcasting for Business show with me, Lindsay Gould. I really hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I'll be back next week with more tips on launching a podcast to grow your business. Let's make it happen.